You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, February 24th. Can you believe that we've reached the waning days of February and are two-twelfths of the way through 2021? Of course, if you love good fractional reduction, and who doesn't, then we're one-sixth of the way through the year. For today's interview, we welcome Sarah Parnell, our analytics community of practice leader. She's here to discuss what else? Communities of practice. She'll cover how to set one up and establish guidelines and how to make the most of involvement as a participant. This is Mark Herzberger, communications manager. Today, I'm joined by Sarah Parnell, analytics community of practice leader. Sarah, welcome to the pod. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. We are going to talk a little bit in a moment about communities of practice, but first let's cover uh, what is your role at IT services and how long have you been doing it? So I am the analytics community of practice leader. I've been at UCSD for three years working in the ITS business intelligence and analytics team under Judy White, but officially I've been in this role for a year. And what are some current projects you're working on? I am working on all of the activity hubs. So I'm involved in the employee activity hub, financial activity hub, research activity hub, student activity hub, project activity hub, COVID activity hub, the business analytics hub, and we'll soon be starting the facilities activity hub, along with supporting the Cognos and Tableau tools. Hubs of plenty. Uh, now, we also uh, typically ask employees or guests how their, their work from home experience has been since COVID started, um, with the assumption that that's a new thing. But just for the listeners who, who might have seen you around the, the hallways, uh, you did work on site. And then you were telling me earlier, uh, summer 2019, uh, you moved to Minnesota. So you've been telecommuting since then. So how has that been going? And, and what is the COVID-19 situation in Minnesota been like? So yes, I did move to Minnesota in summer 2019. I am originally from Minnesota. So for me, it was moving back home. And I'm really glad I did it before COVID. I've been able to include some family members in my little tiny COVID bubble. And that's been really great. I was already set up to work from home full time. So the transition for COVID really wasn't a big deal for me. I was already good to go. And a lot of people didn't even know I had moved to Minnesota because so many of my meetings are on Zoom. What has been new is having my kid home full-time for distance learning. I'm in a lot of meetings during the week, both leading and contributing. So I leave my camera on to let others see when I'm being asked homework-related questions or when my kid just needs to come and have a snuggle. And UCSD folks have been really great about understanding the single parenting struggle, and they never make me or my kid feel bad about multitasking. My kid often likes to hear both sides of the meeting, so I put the meeting on speaker, and I'm pretty sure that by the time she goes back to school, she'll be able to do my job. (laughs) I can confirm she makes uh, occasional appearances, uh, and yeah, sounds like you're grooming a a young uh, data manager or insights manager as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, let, let's get into it. Um, what is a community of practice? A community of practice is a group of people who share a common interest, job function, or need. They freely exchange ideas, ask questions, and support each other in their common area of interest. My team supports the analytics community of practices at UCSD by hosting monthly 45-minute to an hour Zoom sessions. We facilitate, facilitate team channels, and we also collect key documentations and provide them in quick start guides to users. And if there are different types of communities of practice, what are some of those types? We have a community of practice for our two BI tools, so a Cognos community of practice and a Tableau community of practice. We also have a community of practice for every activity hub that we support. Right now we have the employee analytics community of practice, the financial analytics community of practice, the research analytics community of practice. We recently restarted the student analytics community of practice. We have the project analytics community of practice. And once we have the facilities activity hub up and running, we'll start up a community of practice for that. One thing to note is that these community practices in large part are open to as many people who would benefit, but given the sensitivity of some of the data, there are some restrictions on the employee community of practice and the student community of practice, such that they are by invite only. And a second ago, you mentioned um, like 45 minute Zoom meetings, I think, and team channels. So what are, what are some of the more specifics of how a community of practice is conducted across meetings and chat spaces? That's a good question. For every community of practice, we do have a monthly meeting. It allows us to address any questions that have come in through ServiceNow tickets or chats or emails throughout the month and bring up topics that we hear a lot of individual analysts discussing. When we bring it up in the community of practice, it allows the large group to benefit both from the question and from the answer and participate in the discussion of how should UCSD be using this data or how should we all be using this BI tool? It's a really great forum for people to not only learn but to participate and to share what they know. In between, we like to encourage folks to use the Teams channels so that they can put questions out to the larger community and maybe get questions answered faster than IT might be able to support. A lot of the questions that come into our team require some research. Maybe we need to contact subject matter experts to get their business knowledge, but using the Teams channel allows users to contact those other analysts to get real life scenario answers faster than using IT as a mediator to find that information. Okay, so it sounds like you're trying to foster you know, a two-way conversation or even a multi-way conversation among uh, uh, perhaps those on the implementation side, i.e. ITS and, and the users and uh, users out there? Yes, we're definitely trying to foster a community. We've found that there are a lot of folks at UCSD, a lot of analysts, that may be the only analyst on their team or the only analyst in the department, but they're not the only analyst at UCSD that does what they do. So we see it as a coming together of all the different departments, the units, the people that have different interests that are trying to accomplish the same thing, trying to answer the same questions, the same questions about finance, the same questions about students, the same questions about 
payroll, if we all just get them in the same space, they can learn that they're not alone at UCSD, that they have other resources at UCSD, and that there are other people facing the same challenges that they do so that they can share solutions and hopefully relieve some of the burden on them as an individual being the only person on their team that does what they do. What do you think the difference is uh, between a, a community of practice, as you're describing, and the idea of, you know, an office hours that some IT services teams also host for their users? We get that question every now and then. And the office hours, from our perspective, are built into the community of practice. The community of practice is a place where you can ask questions and receive answers. The difference is in office hours, I guess from our team's perspective, that would be users asking just IT what the answer is. Whereas the community allows you to ask other business users what the answer is. And in many cases, we find that users don't just wanna ask a question and get an answer. They wanna see demonstrations of what other people are doing. They wanna hear about other projects that people have started because maybe they're being asked to start the same type of project. And instead of going it alone, they could collaborate or benefit from what that other project has already learned. So we try to cover a couple different strategies in the communities of practice. We cover the office hours, we talk about any enhancements or bugs that we might be working on, and then we also provide demonstrations of what we've seen people around campus doing, or we might bring in a vendor to provide a demonstration, or we might even bring up a website that we found a really interesting article on and spark some discussion with that. How formal is a community of practice? It is incredibly informal. One of our goals is to make it fun, friendly, and keep the conversation flowing. So I almost never create a slide deck. I do my communities of practice very much on the fly. Um, some of my teammates lead like the, um, the advanced analytics community of practice, the employee analytics community of practice, the project analytics community of practice. Sometimes they put together slide decks because that's more, that's more of how they run their communities of practice. It helps them stay on track, stay on agenda, on their agenda. But overall, it's, it's very informal. We want people to consider it like a fireside chat, something that's open and you can bring up any topic related to the community of practice and get some real opinions on what people are thinking. What are the ground rules or a code of conduct for participating in a community of practice? We are really excited to have a code of conduct that we follow because it really helps us develop trust with the people that attend the communities of practice and also facilitate open communication. Core values are be safe and secure, be collegial, help improve data quality, that one's specific to our area. Mm -hmm. Be open-minded and inquisitive, value individual uniqueness, and share. They seem pretty common sense, but it's a great reminder when you come into the communities of practice to say, hey, we're here to help each other. So no matter what level you're at, if you have lots of experience or no experience, you're welcome to speak up ask your question, 
share your opinions, share your perspective, and we all benefit from that. And if someone wants to start up a community of practice, what's, a, an, what's an effective way to go about that or what advice would you give? What I really recommend is starting with a plan and some perseverance. Invite a variety of people who would benefit or be able to contribute to the meeting, but plan to have an agenda and really drive the conversation for at least the first year. I've built communities of practice at three companies now, and in each case, it takes a while for people to warm up to the idea of blurting out their answer. We encourage attendees to ask their questions in any method they are comfortable with. So some send in their questions via ServiceNow tickets prior to the meeting. Some send them in via chat in the meeting. Some of them send it in via private chat to me in the meeting. And my favorite is when they actually speak up, take themselves off of mute and ask the question during the call. We also record all of our community of practice sessions with the option to pause the recording if something sensitive needs to be discussed or displayed. But most of all, if you're starting a new community of practice and it feels like it's not catching on as fast as you had hoped, don't give up. Being able to find other people at UCSD who do what you do is a powerful thing. And for those participating in communities of practice, uh, what advice do you have for them to get the most out of that experience? My advice is always to speak up. If you don't ask the question, you can't get the answer. So speak up. The analysts who attend our communities of practice have vastly different backgrounds, but they're all working towards similar goals and come to the meeting with the same mindset of sharing information. They want to share the answer. They want to share their knowledge. So make sure you ask your questions, no matter how basic you think that question might be. I know from experience that at least two other people in the room are wondering the same thing you are. And fortunately for me, I've always been comfortable asking what people might consider the dumb question, the, the easy question, the obvious question. I'm the person in the room that I raise my hand and ask the question that everybody's thinking, but no one wants to voice. And sometimes that question is the one that really truly needs to be asked in order to clarify a situation or to spark a discussion that brings value to everybody in the room. And you've mentioned that you started and managed communities of practice at three organizations now. How, are, how might those be different from what you've experienced so far at UC San Diego? That's a great question. I've talked about how they're similar in the fact that it takes people a while to warm up. And that might just be the personalities of the analysts across the board, across the world. <laughs> Data analysts can have a tendency to be introverts. But the thing I found different at UCSD is, first off, that people work in such a siloed space. They don't realize that there are others out there that do what they do. And I've gotten a lot of feedback from people who have said they had no idea there were so many other Cognos report developers, or they had no idea there were so many other people doing financial analytics the way they did it or they had no idea there were so many people asking the same question about student retention. They wouldn't have known that without the communities of practice. And I find that really interesting at UCSD because when I've worked with analysts, every one of them has been very 
open and willing to talk about what they're working on and willing to discuss ideas and ask questions in a one-on-one -on -one setting. So helping them make those connections, helping them meet other people that do what they do. I've seen some great friendships blossom. I've seen some mentorships blossom. And overall, I've gotten really good feedback about the fact that people don't feel so alone anymore. And this is going back two years we've been running these communities of practice. The other different thing at UCSD is that the individuals that come to the communities of practice, they, they're looking for more than just answers to the business problem. They're looking for, they're looking to push what they're working on to the next level. So they're really looking for people that they can connect with and share ideas and then use that to answer, to drive business improvement, to create more solutions that benefit the fund managers, the faculty, the students. They're really looking out for the best interests of other folks and they're trying to provide the best service they can to their customers. So they are really open-minded about how do you do it this way and how do you do it that way? And they're all so humble. We have so many meetings where if you listen to it, you'll hear a user say, well, I'm not the expert in this, or, well, you could do it differently, or, you know, I'm just a beginner. And then they show this really great solution that you know took them hours to put together, but they're very humble about it. They're, they're very reserved and they're um, in some ways not as confident as they could be. So one of the great things about the, the UCSD users is they've been so supportive of each other that I've seen some analysts really blossom into leaders in the community because they've had other users come to them and say, hey, that was a really great demo, or that was a really great question, or you have some really great insight into this. Can I pick your mind for some other topics? And seeing that growth outside of the Zoom meetings has been really great and something completely organic that's happened at UCSD. And I get the sense that you're a real community of practice enthusiast and that you'd participate and even lead them, even if it wasn't uh, a job title on your business card. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. My, my very first community of practice at the first company I worked for, it didn't start out with the title of community of practice. It was literally called Everybody Help Sarah, the Everybody Help Sarah meeting, because I was so new to the technology that I had a million questions. And I just invited everybody in the room and I asked all of my dumb questions. And it turned out that other people thought my questions were really good questions. And they learned things and the people that were giving answers you know, felt really good about themselves because they were mentoring somebody who was new in the industry. And I'm still friends with some of those folks. So yeah, I totally believe in communities of practice. They're some of the best meetings that I have all week. I go into the meetings very enthusiastic, ready to learn something new, ready to hear something new, curious as to who's gonna ask the next question, who's gonna have this insight. And the communities have really helped me meet people all across UCSD, which in the current COVID environment, it's hard to meet new people. 
<laughs> Even at work, it's hard to meet yeah. new people because we're all at home. You don't meet them in the hallways or just stop and have lunch. But in the communities of practice, if you take a look at the people that attend, it's a wide variety of people from all sorts of departments and divisions and units. And I'm getting to meet a lot of new people that are just finding our communities. And it's really, really exciting that we're able to help them out. Thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. Thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you, Sarah. She mentioned several communities of practices in the analytics team, but did you know that right in IT services, we have a myriad of communities of practice, office hours, and clubs for you to get involved with? Among the highlights are the DevOps Roundtable, Service Management Community of Practice, and our Toastmasters Club. Visit the homepage of thecurrent.ucsd.edu for a link to a roundup of all such groups within IT services. So far, we have 10 listed, and if we missed one, just let us know via the Contact Us link on the page. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.